Oh my god, I'm so excited, Kevin. We're back. Yes. They, we're, they... we're officially no longer a one-hit wonder. No, we're, we're kind of doing that kind of second show. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the uh, Lost Outback podcast. And I'm Kevin. And I'm John. And we are two uh, expatriates living down under. That's right. I'm uh, from Canada. And John, of course... Is from Ireland. And uh, what we hope to do in this show is to uh, try and show you a little bit about Australia, try and present some stereotypes and smash them down and introduce to you the real Australia. And tell you a little bit about our lives here in metropolitan Melbourne, Australia. Yes. Everybody loves Australians, don't they, Kevin? Yes, of course. As, uh, the, the only people they love more is Canadians. Yes, yes. So they're on a level par. Um, <laughs> and, and I actually think that um, Canada and Australia have a lot in common. I think you're right, actually. Uh, I think that's why I feel so comfortable living here. They're both, uh, uh, you know, conglomerations of other cultures that have come together and uh, they still haven't quite figured out what they are themselves. I mean, you think about what is Canadian cuisine and what is Australian cuisine and they don't really have identities except perhaps what their their native peoples bring to the table so to speak but uh yeah they're, they're great cultures but they really are made up of their their constructive parts the, the only thing i have to say about the canadians and the australians is that although they're kind of similar like both kind of coming from kind of northern europe and both being kind of part of the uh the the commonwealth the mm. british empire um it's almost like canada is the frozen version and Australia is the kind of hot version. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know, if you yeah, if you swap their climates, they would probably uh, just be indistinguishable from their former selves. Canada would become Australia in a heartbeat, and vice versa. So anyway, look, let's let's get this show on the road, eh? Australia is known for its animals. Of course. Yeah, the kangaroo. Yep. The uh, the koala bear, which is not a bear, I've been told several times and still don't get it. It's a koala. It's just a koala. Well, it's a marsupial. It's like it's got a pouch and everything. Right. And just like the wallaby, which is just a small kangaroo. Yes, but don't tell them that. Right. And uh, any other animals you like? Uh, platypus. The platypus, yes. Yeah. I'm scraping the bottom of the barrel here. Yes. Well, um, have you ever have you ever seen a possum? Ah, that's the one I was missing. Yes. No, I I've heard possums at night in the trees, but I have never actually seen a possum. Okay. Well, look, uh, Kevin and I uh, we're, we're basically living in Melbourne, mm. and Melbourne is a kind of a big uh, metropolis of about maybe three million people, and it's it's kind of your archetypal twentieth uh, century. Uh, city with skyscrapers and um, footpaths and sidewalks and concrete and all of that sort of stuff and Planes, cars, trains and automobiles. Yeah, um, but um, so most of the Australian uh, wildlife that you, uh, you 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 see in kind of uh, I suppose documentaries they've been life, frightened away, terrified away, um, except for the possums. Right. So um, in inner city Melbourne, you see possums. Mm. Right? And there's some lovely parks and gardens and. You know, you'll wander home, and I have done this on several occasions myself. I've wandered home um, kind of drunk, crashing into things. And, you know, you see the possums there in the park. They're, they're, they're your friend when nobody else will be your friend. You know what? I actually have seen a possum. 
Really? Yes. Yeah. Now that you s- told the story about walking home at night and seeing them drunk. in the trees, yeah. drunk, yeah. it all it all comes together. I do remember seeing a possum once. In fact, I think I took a picture of it. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. I will post my picture of my possum sighting. And it, possums are nocturnal, so I, I imagine you would have used your flash. Yeah, it was the infrared uh, feature on my oh, camera. Oh, right. Okay. Okay. Because yeah. I was going to say, most people, when they photograph possums, they kind of use their flash. and That's their you, first mistake. And, and the picture that you get of the possum is this thing with these massive eyes. And you can, it's just moments before it, its brain burns out yeah. from, you know. Either that or it leaps on your face and yeah. claws you. But um, I was living in a house for a while um, and, you know, it was a share house. We had various people come and go through the house. And at one stage I had this uh, German guy living in the house and he'd only been in the country about a week or two and he was really, really into it, really, really excited. And um, one day, one evening, he, he comes into the house, right? And he comes into the kitchen, which we were all sitting and he had these massive kind of glazed eyes and he, he, he still had his, he'd been riding his bike home and he still had his helmet on his head and, you know, he, he'd forgotten to take it off. He was so traumatized. And we're like, oh God, you know, what's wrong? Sit down, have a cup of tea sort of thing. <laughs> and he goes and says, I have just seen a giant lat. <laughs> it chased me. Like, <laughs> chased him. <laughs> so, did he ha- try to take its picture? <laughs> <laughs> no, what happened was he was riding because we were just like completely perplexed, and we just going, well, "What's going on here?" Mm. Poor guy was riding home. You, did you like how I let you get away with that accent without comment? Yes. Well, mm, mm. Uh, <laughs> what are the chances that Germans will listen to this show? No, Come on. Very thin. Um, anyway, so he doesn't. He 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 he'd been riding home, and he was on his bicycle, and this he's riding through the park and this possum is standing in his path just sitting there and he tries to avoid it and not carnivorous possums <laughs> i should point out this possum basically went for him and he ended up falling off his bike <laughs> in the middle of the park so that was his first experience of seeing an australian the animal predatory the, possum yeah the predatory possum that went for him so i suppose kevin have you have you had any experience with kind of australian animals uh no, I'm a, I'm a real city slicker, I have to say. I have seen the odd kangaroo when I'm out walking uh, uh, out beyond the city. And, uh, you know, you, 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 you try and get close to them and they bounce away and go, ha ha ha, you'll never actually see us. Yes, we're faster than you. Yeah, exactly. They, I think they just like standing around on the walking paths waiting for one of us to come along so that they can show off. Uh, but no, I'm fascinated by these, these animals that live in the city, even though that the, the human sprawl has moved in, they somehow thrive on that. We have a very similar thing in Canada, the squirrel. Uh, I'm sure it's the same throughout North America. Is it, is it a gray or a red squirrel? Uh, you get you get both. You can okay. even get the odd black squirrel. Oh, I've never heard of black squirrels. Yeah, but they're, you know, they're, they're little rodents with big bushy tails and they run along the power lines. Um, every once in a while, one of them missteps and there's a bit of a fried smell, but most of the time, they're very nimble, and uh, even in the winter, when the power lines have snow on them, they'll run along there. And uh, yeah, you can every once in a while just see snow dropping. You look up, and there's a squirrel skittering along the power line. Uh, I had this uh, job, like um, uh, an office job, quite recently, and um, it was an old building, mm-hmm. and in the roof there were these possums living, right? 
and um do they make a terrible noise oh yeah they do this guy uh, what, what is that noise i'll uh, I, I will get to it okay, okay you promise um yes i will this guy was um who kind of we had this kind of typical uh dilbert style cube or, a cube uh, farm cube farm sort yeah. of thing yeah um so anyway we were in this kind of like this four cube thing and he was kind of diagonally opposite me and right above his head was the the possum nest right in the roof did he know this well he certainly did he certainly couldn't see it none of us could see it yeah but like at one one day we're just there you know you're doing your normal office thing and we start hearing this kind of scratching noise okay Mm -hmm. like this scratching and scraping because because they've they've got claws right Mm. and so they're scraping and scratching and we all kind of look up oh what's that ha 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 possums in the roof but it continued for like a number of weeks right until it eventually got to the point that they other possums began to move into the territory and they started to have fights. And the thing about these possums is that they have the most evil, evil scream you have ever heard. The only way, the only way that I can possibly describe it, the only thing that possibly comes close to it is, um, you know, in Lord of the Rings, you had the, the wraiths? Yeah. And they, they had that kind of... Yeah. The, the, the ear-splitting... Scream. Mind-melting... I'm not kidding you. That is what these possums sa- what... sounded like. I- oh. I'm deadly serious. When they were angry, like when they're quiet, they just scratched about and they didn't make, you know, yeah. any kind of, uh, I suppose, noise of aggression. Right. But when there were enough of them together, they fought so... and there was... Something like that. Yeah, I think we might have to edit that out of the show. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it, so that's the noise the possum makes. And, and apparently, right, um, the other thing I have to tell you about possums... Um, do you know that some idiot, right, and he was probably Australian, decided that it would be a good idea for New Zealand to have possums? Oh, that that's never a good thing. I, th- I think at some stage in the, the 19th century, they introduced possums to New Zealand for fur or something. And now New Zealand is overrun with possums. So in Australia, people think, oh, we love possums. They're part of our wildlife. Aren't they cute? We do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apparently we do. All right. In New Zealand, they hate them with a passion. They, yeah. yeah. I don't know. It sounds like the kind of thing where New Zealand would go, what do you got? We, we need some fur. In Australia, they would go, well, we've got possums. <laughs> And they went, actually, they look kind of cute. Why don't you send over 10,000 of those? And Australia goes, all right, suckers. (laughs) Basically, yeah. (laughs) I think Australia just sent it to New Zealand to get rid of them. Yeah. But anyway, so that's, that's, uh, uh, I I just wanted to tell people a little bit about the wildlife of Melbourne. Yeah. And if any of our listeners would like to send in stories of the wildlife that live in their urban sprawls, uh, be they squirrels or otherwise, um yeah send a send a message to us at podcast at lostoutback.com yes and we we might even read it Mm. so it's been a busy week for me john has it really kevin yeah it's one of those weeks where really you just every night you've got something on and every day you're working of course and yeah you we didn't even get to go grocery shopping this week oh my god yeah so you you starved well we would have if it weren't for the stockpile of maggi noodles that we had in the back of our uh cupboard for Mm. the benefit of our listeners maggi noodles uh maggi of course is a brand 
Um, uh, technically, these should be called two-minute noodles, and I'm sure they have them in many parts of the world. But here in Australia, they're not two-minute noodles unless they're Maggi noodles. They're, you, you boil a little pot of water, you toss in your little uh, rectangular uh, almost structure, lattice work a, a la of, la of, of dried noodles. You toss them in the water, you boil them for two minutes, and you put in the little flavor packet. And that, that's the magic bit. Yeah, <laughs> magically, magically, you get rather than, you know, um, hydrated hot noodles, you get flavor goodness. Mm. You can get them in barbecue and chicken and, and, and many other flavors. Where will modern science end in its quest for perfection of processed food <laughs> yeah well i hadn't eaten maggi noodles in many years it was something that i i used to eat for lunch a lot back in my university days in fact uh, the hardest thing about making maggi noodles is you have to first boil the water and then come back and make the noodles and that's at, very complicated really very isn't it complicated but in your uni days sometimes maggi noodles can be a real uh, um, spur of the moment sort of impulse thing you go I think I'll eat some Maggi noodles. So you go, you put it on the water and you walk away and you immediately forget. And I have melted a pot doing this. I put the water on the boil and the water just boiled away. And, you know, 20 minutes later, I'm sitting in the other room going, well, that's not good. What is that smell? And I walked in and the pot is glowing and the handle has melted onto the stove. Ooh, that's not good. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, this past week, um, as we were short for food because we were short for time, I was rifling through the cupboard and there I found an old dusty packet of Maggi noodles. And I thought... How many years old was this? Uh, okay, I'll, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt and say they were three years old, but they could well have been more than that. Because the packaging on Maggi noodles hasn't changed for years. Exactly. It's bright yellow things. So you'd have no way of discerning how old it is. Right. So I ripped the packet open... And it looks fine. Uh, start the water boiling and didn't forget it this time. And I take the, the lattice of, of, of dried noodles out and stuck to the outside of the lattice of dried noodles is a moth. Wow. So this is Maggi noodle moth flavor. Right. Now, as far as I could tell, the, the packet was undamaged, but they must have gotten in somehow. It was a little moth. So I flicked it off with my fingernail and thought... <laughs> What's the worst that can happen? It's a dead moth. It's probably it was probably in there for a couple of months, died long since sterilized by the magic of the Maggi flavor <laughs> packet. So <laughs> I dropped the noodles in to the water. They start boiling, and two minutes later, the noodles are spread out evenly in the water, and there's a couple of more moths floating on the surface. <laughs> Now, any other day, this is the point at which I would have given up, left my Maggi noodle eating days behind me, but I was very hungry. I'm very desperate by the sound very of it. Very desperate. I fished the moths out of the water, dumped in the lovely flavor sachet, which was moth-free, I have to say. Right. The foil packaging for the flavor a lot better than the plastic packaging for the noodles, and brewed myself up some hot chicken-flavored noodles. And uh, judge me if you will, but I think they were just dandy. 
Really? Wow. It's so they're, they're indestructible, really, aren't they? <laughs> indestructible. Right. Not even the, the moth stands a chance but against the wrath of the Magi Noodle. But it's just like, yeah, living on the margins, really, isn't it? You know yeah. what I mean? It's, it's just like, you know, it's just good to know that if society was to collapse, you yeah. know, if there was all-out total nuclear warfare and, yeah. you know, society just disappeared as we knew it. We would outlive the moths. Yeah. Because, you, could... you know, those moths went in there going, mmm, food. Yes. We can survive in there for at least a month on that yes. lattice of noodles. Yes. And, you know, they took one bite and went, oh. Uh, yes, yes. So, um, no, it's good <laughs> to know that we, we can survive, you know, um, even though we're living in our, our, our comfortable city lives. You know, we, we can go back and be almost kind of hunter-gatherers and, and live off off the fruits of the land. Mm. So, all right, Nick, Kevin, um, you know that I want this show to be a um, you know, kind of a, a learning experience for people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, each week I want to try and have a segment, all right? And um, this week I thought we'd have a, a new segment. Okay. All right? Um, I, I'd like to call this segment uh, Talking Australian. Talking Australian. I'm on board with you. Yeah. Talking uh, Strain, I might I might suggest. Talk, talking Strain. Because that's the first lesson in Talking Australian is that it's not pronounced Australian. It's pronounced Strain. strain. And uh, if you're one of the many English speakers who live outside of Australia, uh, you can spell it S-T-R-I-N-E. That's the best way to pronounce it. Strine. Yes. Uh, and like as far as the talking, you can get rid of the, the G, I think. Talk and strine. Yes, like talk and strine. Talk and strine. Yeah. So, um, um, Teach me to talk strine, well, John. Yes. Okay. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, um, welcome to Talk and Strine. Um, this week, Kevin, I, I would like to explore um, the world of advertising, right? Australian advertising. Mm. Um, and, you know, you'll sit down and watch television or you'll listen to the radio and the ads will come on and they'll be selling a, a whole swag, a whole host of items. Um, but they'll have different techniques, but there's this one technique that they fall back on very, very often. And that's a particular voice. That seems to be the, the voice of, of Australian advertising. Of, yeah, Australian bargain advertising. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's a certain kind of uh, trusted voice. And I'd like to try and, um, with your help, I'd like to try and learn to do this. And maybe you can learn to do it as well, too. I look right. forward to it. Now, there are several voices. I'm not sure exactly okay, which no, one you're talking I, I, about. I'm not talking about the, the guy who um, is got like a, some name like crazy uh, friends right. yeah, yeah. house of discounts. Yeah. I'm, I'm not talking about him. Get down here now. Yeah, no, I'm not talking about that. No. B- big uh, jive talk there. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. So Australia's the quiet, you know, it's like Harlem and then like, you yeah. know, Melbourne, you know, it's, it's, it's said in the same breath. No, getting to the point. I'm talking about the guy who sells you beer, the guy who sells you a car, uh, the guy who sells you uh, a, yeah. a house. Or, or something that's kind of very uh, uh, masculine. I know the one okay. you're talking about. Right. And um, he's got this particular type of voice. Okay. So first of all, Kevin, um, let's pick a product. Okay. Let's, let's, um, how about the humble spade? Spade. Okay. Right. So. Um, Which uh, is a shovel for those of you who are 
not native to Australia. Yes. Uh, in, in the rest of the world, a spade is a small, small garden implement. Right. So it's a spade. It's a right? spade. Okay. Um, so we're gonna sell. We're gonna try and sell a spade. All right. So the way the way you start off, okay, is you just gotta go. Good eye. Good eye. So you gotta drop your voice a couple it, of octaves. Yeah. Right. Right there at the back, and and, and the image you gotta get in your head, right, is that you're out in the desert and you've you, your whole life you've just been breathing air that's filled with sand and, and your whole throat is <coughs> yeah your whole throat is just kind of like rust okay <coughs> so good day good day good day good day so, yeah, so that's basically it. so that's the first thing it'll be just like good day i'd like to talk to you about spite <coughs> Really, just right up, right up front. Dive right in there. Get you going. Yeah. Good eye. I'd like to tell you a word or two. Oh man, I've lost it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back in the jive talk. No, that, that, that was like. Um, God, that was, do you know what that was like? It was like um, oh, the Godfather or something. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's. I'm very happy. <laughs> you came to see me today. <clears throat> Sorry. Let me right. let me have another go right. here. Good day. Let's talk about. Sp- oh. <laughs> all right. Okay. Let's move on. Okay. Yeah. Good let's right, get, let, get to step right, three. So, Maybe I'll so, get step two when we right. get there. Good eye. Good eye. Gotta get the sand going there. <clears throat> Good day. I'd like to talk to you about spades. I'd like to talk to you about spades. It's a little known fact that this country was built on spades. That's it. That's it. You you cite the history. That's step three. Right, history, right? So, um, what's step one and two again? <laughs> the sand in the throat. Sand in the throat. The, the, the up front, I'd like to talk to you about. Getting to the point. Getting to the point. Then you bring in history. The bring in the history. Right. This country was built on spades. Built on spades. If it weren't... It, <laughs> you go, no, 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 go on. It, if, if it weren't... If it weren't for, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> it's not happening for me, John. If it weren't for spades. If it weren't for spades. This country would have starved. This country would have starved. So, go out and buy a spade. Get, go out and buy a spade today. You know you want one. It's what made Australia great. And then you play the Australian national anthem. Yeah. So you've got it like this. Oh, there's a couple of kind of like uh, uh, cliched Australian tunes, you know. Right. You know, like there's there's one, and I don't know what it's called, but it goes do 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 And so you'll have that kind of tune in the background, and you'll have this guy going, "Good eye, I'd like to talk to you about space." With a picture of a sunset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Over the outback. Yeah, and kind of like maybe kind of a horse, like ah, yes. Yeah, kind of like um, someone. Yeah, yeah. So so basically, like a a stockman, which is. Kind of like the Australian cowboy, you know, uh, mm. uh, a stockman. But but that's essentially it there. Okay? Whatever good Australian home needs. Yes, a, a spide. spide. Uh, so so you can sell anything. You know yeah. what I mean. So like let's I, let's pick something else and try and sell that, Kevin. Okay. Something a little more left field. I, I don't care. Come on, this, let's, we want to push the envelope. <clears throat> All right. Um, how about? <laughs> Wait for it. Yeah, I'm waiting. Air conditioning. Good eye. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right, I'll try again. Good eye. This country would have melted if it wasn't for the. No, there wouldn't. Yeah, go, go. I gotta good. go. All right, I'll focus. Good eye. This country would have melted 
if it wasn't for air conditioners. Air conditioners keep you cool in summer. So, what are you waiting for? Go out and buy one. Do, 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 do. <laughs> See, that's it. You can I'm in. It. All right, all right. So, do you want to try another one? I'll, I'll pick something okay, for yeah, you. Okay, give, yeah, give, give something for me. Um, <clears throat> okay, Go die. Um, Go die. Uh, okay, you're, you're, you're going to sell... Uh, Oh, perfect. Okay. You're going to sell McDonald's new, new cheese and bacon burger. Ah, all right. <clears throat> Good day. This country was founded on cheese and bacon. If it weren't for, <laughs> if it weren't, if it weren't for the cheese and the bacon, good Australians everywhere would have starved. So get into McDonald's. <laughs> You're not helping, John. No. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so look, I lost it. But that's that's how you can. But do that's it. Because I, I, I didn't have the whip. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and the other one, McDonald's the, cheese and bacon burger. Yeah, and the other one, the other one that you got to do. Too, Ow! <laughs> the, the other one that you got to do is you, you're allowed to say kind of bloody as well. Oh, like, so you say, that's it's, definitely part of it. This is a bloody great country. This is a bloody great cheese and bacon burger. You know, if I didn't know any better, I'd say, get one into you. And that's what I'm saying to you now. Get one into you because your country wants you to have a cheese and bacon burger because that's the Australian thing to do. See you later, mate. Ah, I have to go and get one of those now. Yeah, I'm, I'm salivating, you mm. know what I mean? But um, so, yeah... Um, you know, uh, you, you, you've, so the, the images are, okay, you've got to have the, the right voice. Mm. You've got to kind of, um, if you show kind of complexion, it's got to be a little bit kind of sunburnt and leathery. Yeah. And it's, uh, you bring up kind of a little bit of history mm. um, and also maybe a bit of an Australian flag in the background there and music that goes do, 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 do. And that's it. You can sell anything. And I really mean it. You can sell absolutely anything uh, on Australian television. If you do that, and you use the word bloody as well, right? Absolutely. So that's um, essentially it. That's this week's talking strain. Wow. So um, I don't know. Do we have anything else to talk about, Kevin? Uh, no, I think that'll that'll do us for this week. We've exhausted it. Mm. Okay, um, we've had a good time. We've we've enlightened and informed people. All right, I think we've done our job. Yep. So um, yeah, th- thanks for listening, and uh, come and check out our site at lostoutback.com. Yes, it's fantastic. Email us your feedback, suggestions, and questions to podcast at lostoutback.com. Yeah, and actually, no, do because it, you know we we want input into this show because mm-hmm. that will help us. You know answer questions you know kind of tell people like people can tell us what they want to see what they don't understand and we will be your uh, agents within australia and we'll explore and we'll try and answer these questions for mm, you yeah come back next week and uh we'll be here practicing our strain. yes so ladies and gentlemen you know the right thing to do go to lostoutback.com download the show your country needs you good day.
Thanks to the Podsafe Music Network for music in use. Uh, visit lostoutback.com for show notes. And this show is released under the Creative Commons license.